Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> so I have with me the triple threat, the epic badass known as Rochelle Royale. Say hello. Hi, guys. What's up? <laughs> so Rochelle and I have known each other for longer than either of us would like to say. <laughs> we uh, we grew up dancing together and... Um, and we chat fairly often and uh, we have, we both are living kind of outside the typical nine to five employment world, but Rochelle has been doing that for much longer than me. And uh, so I wanted to ask her about the resilience required to find success when you are living life outside of the main Stream. So I would love it if you could just give your give a intro, a little you know five minute ish intro to yourself and what's up. All right. Well, my name's Rochelle from the Bay Area, and I've been in LA since 2010 ish. Um, it's been a rocky road. It's been quite the journey. There's ups and downs, obviously. Um, you know, everyone has like their five minutes of fame out here in LA. And mine was Shania Twain's husband, Mutt Lang, did my album in 2014 and two songs went to radio. So leading up to that moment, it was, um, you know, being a girl in Los Angeles and being taken advantage of um, by producers and managers or whatever. And I really had no idea how to navigate um, coming into my own power and believing in myself and knowing that I could have boundaries and, um, say no and be in a healthy environment. Like I didn't know that I could have that. Now I do. And now all the villains are scared of me because they know <laughs> as they should be. Right. So, um, you know, I, my roots, are from Sue Lehner, you know, who taught us all to be professionals and be a good person and don't burn bridges. And, you know, so, you know, I had a, a great foundation. I knew how to be a professional. I had a vision for what I wanted to do. Um, and so that really helped me get the work done. You know, like I knew that my to-do list was, okay, you, you're a recording artist. You need hit records, you need music videos. And that was like my two main goals is how do I get that done? You know, and then you realize, oh my God, I have to have organic chemistry with whatever producer I'm working with. Yeah. And I have to find the money to come up with this. You know, you have to come up with the money to record and to get music videos done, to get content out. Which is honestly why I really only have three music videos that are super legit because it's expensive. Yeah. Um, if it were up to me, I'd have like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I would just pay for my own live tour. God damn it. Mm. Without a label. Um, so, right. So it's, you know, being an artist is scary. Being a woman is scary. Dealing with men. Like it's, it's just, you know, all the stereotypical issues. That's what I was facing and learning a new lesson every single day, which I still am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I look back, I'm like, 
damn, I wish I had, you know, um, someone in my ear going, look, this is what you need to be doing. And these people are bullshit and you need to get away from these people and you need to stay in this lane. And here's how you do that. You know, um, I see teens all the time in Hollywood with their momagers and it's really scary. You know, it's like, it's, it's really up to the parents to protect the kids. And, um, these kids so desperately want to be famous. Like they do not care about their safety or I don't want to say dignity, but eh, you know, I mean, it's, (laughs) where's the line, you know? Um, are you really doing the work? Are you really being um, true to the craft and just focusing on that? Or are you more focused on a shortcut and politics and um, in any line of business? It's like, if you want to be the top lawyer, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to be the best lawyer. Um, there's ways to get there, you know? So it's the same thing in showbiz. Well, any business, I mean, very frequently I talk about the difference between being a technician and a business person, and you can be a fantastic technician and not be successful in whatever business you choose because you're not a good business person. You could also be really excellent at business and not a very good technician. You got to see how far that, that takes you and whether or not people connect with you. Cause you know, we've both seen people, um, who are really excellent at business, but are not very good technicians, like people who are not fantastic. So I, I've realized I didn't describe, not all my audience is going to understand entertainment. So let me quickly say a triple threat is someone who can sing, dance and act. <laughs> okay, we grew up dancing together. She is a recording artist. Um, and also does, you know, also works with acting. And, um, when I say, uh, all around badass, I also wanted to mention that you have put a particular focus recently in your career on female empowerment and dealing with things like the Me Too movement and Time's Up, which we'll get into in a minute. But I thought it not, it's not enough just to say badass. You're a, also, I would, I would say it's fair to put it women's empowerment badass in that kind of soup there. Yeah, it's true. It's not, it's not for me. It's not about, you know, a trend, you know, the fact that me too and time's up is a trend. It's like, no, I'm a victim and I know other chicks that are victims and it pisses me off. So it's like a real issue for me and something that I truly want to continue to fight for, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because it is a never-ending battle, and there is no balance because of social media. Um, so, you know, it's like, I definitely want to contribute in that aspect of the world. Very cool. Well, I think that's a perfect segue, perfect transition into our first kind of subtopic here as we talk about trying to find success um, outside of the mainstream. And that is the the, the need slash tendency toward approval seeking. Um, no, no matter what business, you know, I think there's always a fear. I deal with this. I talk to other entrepreneurs that deal with this. I've talked to artists that deal with this. You know, I go to conferences in LA, you know, you've met me out there, um, that they're in this mode where the only way I could be successful is if people approve of me. And so they are in constant seeking 
of approval, whether it's from producers or fellow artists or fans or whatever else. And they tailor themselves, sometimes their personalities and their you know insides to some degree, to try to fit in and get what they need or they want. And that really can be scary, uh, I think. Well, and it can hinder you from reaching your full potential as well. Right. And that's something that, you know, having been in auditions, not nearly as many auditions as yourself, but having been in auditions and knowing that there are gatekeepers and no, it's just the, the number of times that simply because I was in a group of male dancers, we would beat out someone who was a group of all female dancers because they're like, Oh, look, they're dudes. That's amazing. And I look at the scorecards. I'm like, no, 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 no. They won. There's <laughs> <laughs> total BS that we, we were given the, the, whatever the medal when it was those guys over there that deserved it. Um, I remember as a group one time, uh, backstage right after, well, right after they did, they announced the first, second, third place. Um, we as a group immediately went backstage and found the girls that quote lost to us and apologized profusely. We were like, that is terrible. This is total miscarriage of justice as it were like that should just not have happened. But that's what happens when you have, when you have gatekeepers and when you have to deal with test audiences and you have to deal with how you get on the radio in the first place and all this stuff. So I just wanted to kind of circle back to what you were saying about me too and times up specifically in your experience of trying to navigate the industry. Right. I remember going back to what you just said, being a kid and hearing some of the moms go, this competition was rigged, (laughs) but only when we lost. It's like when we won, everyone was happy. Um, But it is political, um, especially in dance competition. That's so funny. Um, So politics in music, Um, if you have a popular producer or popular writers, um, doing your music, yes, you are more likely to have a hit record and you're more likely to have A&R people at labels go, oh yeah, we're going to take the time to listen to this music because we know the writers and we know, we know, you know, Dr. Luke or Red One or Max Martin. So of course we're going to take the time to listen to these songs. Um, and a lot of, you know, the parents out here who are, you know, super loaded and they have the money to blow, they will pay for their kids to work with these producers and even have a rapper feature on their song, you know, like two chains or, um, uh, little Wayne. I mean, he's way too expensive, but <laughs> but we we get a lot the of the B list rappers, you know. But I mean, even the B list rappers are charging like fifty effing grand to right. do a verse yeah. on a, some thirteen year old's pop track. Yeah, you know. So um, that's very common out here in LA. Um, you know, it's pay to play. Yeah. It's pay to get your foot in the door. Yeah. I mean, money is power money talks. Um, but then you have a kid like Justin Bieber who came from nothing. I mean, him and his mother were completely broke and had no money and she put him on YouTube. And Mm -hmm. of course he blew up and Usher discovered him and that's how he got his foot in the door. So, I mean, there are 
you know, two sides of the story. Not all of us have millions of dollars to blow. Right. Um, just for the record, if you're trying to break a pop star, it's like 2 million the first year, like yeah. easy is what you have to spend. Um, the music, the marketing, um, a band, dancers, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. a lot of people don't understand how much radio play costs. Radio play, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, though in like my radio situation, we weren't paying for that. It's just the people who were managing me had a relationship with Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. And so my music was being played 11 times a day on the radio every day. But that was because my managers have been in the industry for 30 years and they had that kind of power. Right. So, you know, it's like it, if you're being um, managed by somebody like Scooter Braun, you're going to get all the cherries on top. You know, <laughs> everyone's going to give you whatever it is you need to break. Right. You know, to be on the charts, whatever. We've all heard songs on the charts that probably shouldn't be there. Word. <laughs> that is so true. That is so yeah. true. Well, for um, those of us who are super nerds, like, that, that's true. Yeah. For the most of the listening audience is just like, oh, it's a cool song, you know, so. I I, I, I can't, you know, I would love to mention a few songs, but I don't want to like. <laughs> don't be burning no bridges now. <laughs> yeah. Don't burn bridges. <laughs> right, right. Well, actually, you know, speaking of burning bridges, just as an aside for a second here, um, I have said more than once that I'm fine with standing next to people while they flip the match and watch something burn. So, so please don't. <laughs> Please don't presume that uh, I honestly believe that you shouldn't burn bridges. I, as, as you know, as, as from our upbringing, but also just about me anyway, there are times when it's important to express professionalism. And that's, you know, 90% of my, my life is being respectful and connecting and compassionate and so on and so forth. And every once in a while, I just got to call bullshit bullshit. And it, if, it, it, if it doesn't require a name, then I'll call it bullshit without calling a name. But if the only way to, to show, to demonstrate an example is to name something, then I would not hold that against you. <laughs> it's not that. It's just I've seen other artists interview and they'll talk shit about other artists. Yeah. And honestly, I, don't, I, I really don't even want to go there because right. even those artists, like they have their own struggle. Right. So... I already know that it probably wasn't even their fault. Right. So it's, it's easy to mention a bunch of shitty songs, but (laughs) no need to, to be like the gossip column. Um, But behind closed doors, of course I will voice my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll spill the tea later then. Next time on educate for life with Ryan Francis was to the degree to which you're comfortable, um, what are some of the experiences you've had with approval seeking? Wow. Oh my God. Hey again. Thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. 
We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon. <laughs>